Hello there, my name is Brad, and we are Grace Teaching today. Remember to join us over at Quality of Life Grace Teaching Ministries over on Facebook if you're there, and uh, enjoy more encouraging grace messages. My wife and I welcome you there. Carry each other's burdens. Have you ever heard that? Well, that's something the Apostle Paul said to the Galatians when he wrote his, his epistle, which means letter in the Greek language to the Galatian church. This is found in chapter 6, verse 2. And so our key verse that we want to go to today is Galatians chapter 6, verse 2. And we, we uh, when we look at this, he's going to say this. He's going to say, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. So fulfilling the law of Christ, many of us were like, I didn't even know there was a law of Christ. Well, there it is. Carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. So the Apostle Paul is giving us what the law of Christ is. But remember, the Apostle Paul is also going to give us a need for dependency on Christ to fulfill this law of Christ. Remember, the Christian life is not hard to live, folks. It's absolutely impossible to live. So what does this mean? What does this mean, carry each other's burdens? Something to think about. If we can overlook our own shortcomings and wrongdoings, we will begin to, um, we will begin to overlook others' wrongs, wrongdoings and shortcomings. Did you get that? So carrying each other's burdens is first of all, seeing myself as God sees me. You know, if you're in Christ, you're a new creature, and God is very excited about his new creature. Very excited. A lot of times we don't see ourselves as God sees us, though, and what happens is we tend to be critical of ourselves. That's right. When we're critical of ourselves, our shortcomings, our wrongdoings, our mess-ups, our flub-ups, then we begin to look at others in the same way. We, we begin to look at their shortcomings, wrongdoings, and flub-ups. You see? And we're bringing that to their attention. So if we want to learn how to overlook our brothers and sisters and our wives and our husbands, shortcomings and wrongdoings, and really tap into the love of Christ, which is love keeps no records of wrongs. Love is not easily angered. Love endures through every circumstance of life. Love never fails. Love is always kind. If we want to really tap into this for others and give this to others, we're going to have to start seeing ourselves, first of all, as God sees us, and when he sees us, he overlooks all of our shortcomings and our wrongdoings because Jesus took them. That's right, Jesus took them on a cross, and in Christ, we are right with the Father all the time. That's why we can boldly approach the throne of grace with confidence, because God loves us children in Christ unconditionally all the time. There's a uh, testimony I'd like to share with you. 
I was out walking, doing a prayer walk, and it was up in uh, the mountains, and uh, I decided to pray before I took a walk, and I asked the Holy Spirit to reveal my Father's love in every circumstance of life, and I believe that's a powerful prayer to pray, a powerful prayer to pray every day, and because what we need to do is get in the habit of asking the Holy Spirit that question, because remember, the Holy Spirit is in us to teach us everything we need to know. Okay, and so on that day, as I was walking, what took my attention was, of course, I was up in the mountains. I was up in the nature. And, and for a lot of you nature lovers, you know what I'm talking about. When you stumble across a beautiful path going through the woods, and you're just in awe of creation. Um, and that's what was happening with me. And I was, all, I was reminded of what, hap, what the Lord said after he created all things. He says, I looked at what, he looked at what he saw and created, and he said it was very good. Everything that he created and made, he looked at it and said it was very good. As I was walking, I noticed some butterflies that day on that path. And then he started to teach me. The Holy Spirit started teaching me something about our worth in Christ. That's right. Our worth in Christ. Do you know that you are, if you're in Christ, not only, you know, we quote that Second Corinthians 5, 17, anyone in Christ is a new creature. All things pass away. Behold, all things become new. We quote that, you know, but do we really understand what that really means? You know, on this very day, that butterfly was revealed to me, and it was so much smaller in comparison than the nature that I was observing along that nature walk or prayer walk that day. And all of a sudden, my attention goes off of the big picture and onto the little picture, which is the butterfly. And what I received there is a revelation from the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said, when the Father looks at his new creature, he just gathers everybody around in heaven and he says, look, look at what I've created there in my son. Isn't she beautiful and glorious? Isn't he beautiful and glorious in my son, Jesus? You know, that lines up with scripture. God the Father comes down, and Moses and Elijah are there in a vision, and Peter is there, and the disciples, and Peter wants to set up camp, and he's saying to Jesus, you know, we ought to set up some camps, some tents here. We've got Moses, we've got Elijah, you know, we have, a, we have you here, and God comes down in a cloud and says, in my son I am well pleased. You see, God the Father is well pleased with us because we are in his son and when he sees us he says we are beautiful and glorious i like the prophet isaiah in chapter 4 verse 2 it says in that day the branch of the lord will be beautiful and glorious and the fruit of the land will be the pride and glory of the survivors in israel of course we know the uh, the context of this isaiah Chapter 4, verses 2 through 6, he's describing the future messianic age or millennium and the Messiah's reign. 
okay? And so what we get from this is very simple. The new covenant, when Jesus talks about the vine and the branches, in John 15, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Now in this context, Jesus, the Lord, was the branch, okay? But under this new covenant, we are the branches, and we are in him, and he is in us. And Isaiah 4.2 says, in that day, that means today in Christ. If you're in Christ, this applies to you today. In that day, or on that day, this is after Christ's reign, the branch of the Lord will be beautiful and glorious. Jesus said himself in John 15, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man abide in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Now keep in mind, every believer in Christ will bear fruit as we trust him. Because he's the one who bears it and produces it as we trust him as our life. And to abide in Christ means that we're just living in him. It's like we live in the state that we're in. We don't have to go there, we're already there. And so he abides in us. That means he lives in us forever. He's in us. Second John first two says truth abides in us and will be with us forever. And so be encouraged. You know, when the father looks at you, if you're a new creature in Christ, remember this very important truth. To carry each other's burdens is really to see yourself as God sees you. And when you start to see yourself as God sees you, then you will be able to overlook other wrong, others' wrongs and shortcomings. When you start to see that God doesn't have time or he doesn't keep records, he's not easily angered with you. God is not looking at your shortcomings or your wrongdoings. Jesus took them. That's why he went to a cross. Be encouraged. God bless.